Hello, ciao, and welcome back to Chronicles of a Black Italian Woman. My name is Benedetta Jumper, and I'm the host and creator of this podcast. Hello, people of the internet, we are back. We're back for just surely. I'm just back with you. So just to let you know that I'm announcing the summer break. So I'm thinking, here it is, the summer breaks are a big deal, okay? So, yes, I'm here to announce we will have a little bit of a summer break on the Chronicles of a Black Italian Woman. I'm not gonna sit here and pretend I'm gonna be working throughout the summer break because normally during summer breaks I gather my energy and sleep a lot. I mean, like a lot, like not small, but a lot. But at the same time, you never know. Throughout my sleeps, I'm gonna get some new ideas for this podcast. So I wanna say thank you for those that have joined me throughout this journey. And I wanna say a big, big thank you. And also, like, why don't we have a brief chat about the Tokyo Olympics? So, a few days ago, the Tokyo Olympics have started. What a historic moments we have seen. Like, that we see different historic moments. And I will say one of those is Naomi Osaka be the last person to light the Olympic torch what a moment what an historic moment because if you know anything about japan you know you will know that japan is pretty an ethnically homogeneous country about like it's reported about 98 percent of japan of the japanese population is actually japanese so ethnically japanese so there isn't as much mix between the island of japan and throughout history japan has also had pretty very nationalistic policies and rights to the extent that japan has conquered countries like korea has been in war with china has colonized different places between asia and it also has closed itself itself to trade for a certain period of time and so the only traders that who come to japan at some point were the dutch and i don't remember who else but so we can see throughout japanese history that japan is a country that it's a country that is not as open as a country that has pretty nationalistic ideas so seeing someone as naomi osaka representing japan in this big international event is so major but it's important that as we talk about the tokyo olympics it's important that we also talk about how actually japanese people are receiving this olympics it looks like about eight out of ten of the japanese people are actually not in favor of these olympics let's bear in mind this is a major major international event in which people from the over the world are coming into a country and we're still in the pandemic i think we kind of forget especially in the west we tend to forget that we are still in the middle of the pandemic and probably on one episode when i come back i'm gonna tell you about how we're still in the middle of this pandemic despite and i'll tell you like how even like be vaccinated you can still run into risk of being infected so I'll tell you a little bit more about it when I come back. Don't worry about it. I, I did not contract the virus 
tenfold so bad and a little bit of a skirt so i will explain you that when i come back well all of this to say like we were talking about the olympics and talking about the obvious that could be the big deal why is that obvious like a big deal her be representing japan so in japan those people that are mixed they're called halfus and this term derives from the english term of course so it's a adaptation of that term uh but it doesn't have a negative connotation but this normally identifies people that are of japanese so that they can be mixed with people of african descent they can be mixed with people of european descent and people that are of japanese are not considered like fully japanese so oftentimes people undergo so much discriminations they're often alienated because they see it as foreigners and not fully japanese because as they previously said people are such a strong nationalistic sense so japan in the last 20 years or so has opened a little bit more to immigration and also the japanese demographic is changing but the japanese population is changing by the way you may hear a different audio because i'm recording on my phone contrary to what i normally do which i would lose my mic so i hope it's still good anyway we will say that the japanese population has been changing they've been opening a little bit more to immigration and there have been also for example a few years ago i believe in 2014 2015 there was also a miss japan that she was half african-american and half japanese and she won the competition but she received a lot of backlash at the same time so regarding the efforts and something that is interesting about this Miss Japan is also the fact that she got pushed to run for Miss Japan due to a tragic story. A close friend of hers, who was also after, committed suicide due to the abuse, the bullying, the racial profiling that he was dealing with. So for this reason, Miss Japan of 2014-2015, she gathered strength and decided to run for Miss Japan. So seeing that Omizaka representing represented Japan, this as the does definitely impact the Afro population in Japan and also this brings a new challenge to, to Japan. Japan needs to probably work and better understand how like to better I wouldn't say include but how to challenge the stereotypes or negative ideas that have been built around people that are just mixed race. So if someone is mixed race like I cannot imagine what somebody that has foreign background deals with in Japan because just thinking that somebody is of mixed heritage and deals with so much discrimination is just for me it's just insane because I don't know, I see mixed race people as people that yes, that could be considered people of colour, but also people that they can access certain privileges. So that's also like interesting. But so it's very interesting to hear about Japan and it's interesting to see like how these dynamics develop in different places around the world. I feel on this podcast I often speak from the Western perspective, in my case the Italian perspective, which is wrenched between like British knowledge because I studied in the UK that's where I did my undergrad but I work with the US as well so I kind of have this shared perspective and well my background is Ghanaian so I feel like I bring all of these views to when I talk with you about the different topics 
between the podcast so i found that very interesting and it's also interesting how oftentimes we think that sports has nothing to do with national identity with politics we always see sports as always there is a tendency to see sports as something just universal as something that has nothing to do with the politics and whatsoever but we just have to think about even just thinking about the nazi era thinking about the roma era thinking about different era in history sport has always had this meaning of how will i say of regarding identity culture is drenching all of this like the sport is not really neutral sport can bring people together can separate people so that's been very interesting to see how identity has played out uh, also between japan and by the way also the one counting the flag during the opening opening during the opening for japan he also happened to be an athlete and i believe he's a basketball player i don't have his name at this moment but also that was very interesting so with this i really hope japan will be able to navigate their their identity issue and be able to fully include and support the Afro population but also like the foreigners and immigrants that live there as well so that's one one aspect and also talking about identity and politics and so on between sport we have seen paula egonu she is the strongest youngest volleyball player from italy of nigerian descent she is i would say she's queer but i don't want to speak for her about her identity uh but yeah she's someone that she's such a i feel like a revolutionary she's so strong she's so like amazing she's literally amazing and she's been chosen to carry the flag of the ceo so the olympic committee on behalf of italy represented if italy so the president of the italian olympic committee giovanni malago has communicated a choice to her and she's she absolutely so happy she was so honored about this news well most of us were happy with her most of us were rejoicing with her well there were also way too many people that were not as happy so in italy the debate has been like why does she have to carry the flag this is a matter of politically correctness of course you're going to pick the black and the lesbian which we actually do not know because she could be queer she could be bisexual i honestly do not know how she's identified so it's not my job to identify her it's up to her but i will say i will use the term queer as an umbrella term so i think it was sad to see those criticism because it really started like very positively i saw people like rejoicing in the beginning people be very happy but it didn't last like very long i felt i felt it lasted like a short while to then be like then see so soon so many negative comments about her being chosen to carry the flag i think she, honestly she deserves it it's not a matter of political correctness she's one of the strongest player and why did i appreciate it so one fun fact about me guys that you don't know 
is like it actually gives you two fun facts i'm actually like first of all a big sport person so i i watch all the sports and also i happened that i volunteered at the london olympics 2012 and another fact that is interested about me that people that know me in person will be surprised because i'm not that tall but actually i played volleyball for almost 10 years and so i watched volleyball growing up as well and it was nice to see francesca piccinini legend of the of the italian volleyball team like i remember when i was growing up i was just like she's one of my favorite players and it was nice seeing her putting a message uh, of support for paula or ogono which is not always for granted especially when it comes to italian sports persons and if you are wondering why i'm saying that you can go back to the previous episode or the episode before no the previous episode about the italian national te- football team and about the kneeling and the black lives matter issue you can go back and listen to that but yeah as i wanted to say is yeah it was nice to see the air support air supporting paula because i've seen in the past even members of the italian national team such as was he mastrangelo i believe it was mastrangelo that like supports the far right reader here in italy aka matteo salvini and i saw him commenting on that and that was one of my biggest disappointment because like i've been supporting these people like throughout my years especially like watching volleyball for so many years and i remember even one of one guy that i know that he actually still plays volleyball and expressed his disappointment about this comment that is so uh from this volleyball for this volleyball player so that was very sad but still paula was ready to share the love she looked glorious carrying the flag of the olympics so that was beautiful and uh, yeah i think it's sad that such achievements of black people oftentimes are not fully acknowledged or rather not fully acknowledged or are overlooked or if they are there they're just like yeah they're not acknowledged because it feels like the blackness precedes any achievement that you may have like it kind of gets ignored and i feel the argument it's about politically correctness is the new i'm not racist but because that's the vibe I feel that it's going on in this country, in Italy. Like, people oftentimes are talking about dictatorship of political correctness, when actually, like, people are simply asking you to respect, for respect and equality. But we move. And, oh, yeah, while talking about volleyball, I wanted also to mention about an interview that was done a couple of weeks ago to the captain of the Italian female volleyball team, the women's volleyball team. That was a crazy interview that was on the Corriere della Sera they interviewed the captain Miriam Silla another Afro-Italian champion and I'm so proud of her that she's a captain and honestly growing up there weren't really a lot of black players who changed the Italian volleyball women's volleyball team so it's very nice to see that and see like because i know that many of like even people that i know that of african descent many of us grew, grew up like playing volleyball because volleyball is such a big thing here in italy so it's nice to see so many talents in the national team so uh, outside of that uh yeah i just wanted to say that this interview was very like problematic 
because the question that the journalists have had for the captain wasn't about sport it was just about a blackness wasn't about what she was going to contribute about a game how she trained he had questions like very weird questions like oh do you feel more italian or sicilian like sicily is in italy so that's a very odd question to ask and then he asked about like oh if somebody calls you the n-word would you forgive them <sighs> where do i start where do i start i'll be honest i have a problem when people especially i have to say people in the west especially white people in the west always want to police the reaction that black people have towards being racially discriminated like that's a very weird and interesting dynamic do you think if somebody like I just like I'm always finding interesting and I find it interesting how people they always find entertaining to know how we would react or how we feel when somebody calls us the n-word how do you think it feels how do you think it feels to be called the n-word that's even like as a question itself it's a problematic question because do you think that you be called with any slur especially a racial slur do you think the person will feel happy about it like it's just logic for me and i just find weird the curiosity that there is around that like it's just a very weird question like you wouldn't question like why would someone call you the n-word why wouldn't you like you wouldn't even think that it sh that shouldn't be the case yes will you forgive them like what kind of question is that of course you have like it depends on everybody of course you can't forgive them, whatever, but that still hurts. So I find that question very problematic. And the interview went on to ask a lot about politics and political issues, about like the ships in the Mediterranean, about everything, everything to do with like blackness and discrimination in the West instead of talking to her as the captain of the Italian women's volleyball team. So that interview was very problematic. There are other issues that emerged during sports, especially with the Euro finals that Italy happened to win. And uh, but 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 I'm very hopeful that I will have a guest to discuss about these issues, especially regarding England about the racial abuse that the footballers the footballers Saka and the others have dealt with the racial abuse so we will talk about it it's maybe the next episode when i'm back or the one after like yes so that's the that's the tea that's kind of the little knowledge that i wanted to share with you and uh yeah do you have anything else to discuss with you guys about oh no 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 wait 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 before i leave i actually want to talk and honor the life of use her Bousetois. I hope I pronounced his last name correctly. Anyone that's Moroccan, please correct me. Write me in the DMs if I said the name correctly. So use her Bousetois was a man dealing with mental health challenges that couldn't stay at home. And so he was sleeping on benches and he struggled after he lost his job and his family was trying to help him to get back on track. And he's a Moroccan man from the city of Voghera in northern Italy and has been tragically killed by a councilman 
of the northern lake Adriatici. This man has pointed a gun at this man. So it looks there was a brief like a uh, discussion among the two, maybe a fight or something. But it didn't seem something that you would go around with a loaded gun and point it out to this man. That has been like one of the saddest news that I've heard this week because it's the whole conversation around this act. First of all, I cannot not see the racial motivation behind the killing of this man because the league known as the former northern lake always had this narrative of hatred towards immigrants and this is the second time that members of that party have killed or attempted to kill people of color in italy so for me it was what what was really heartbreaking about this fact has been the aspect the communication around it and the especially politicians so salvini instead of taking the leader of the league party instead of taking responsibility and and talking about like how this shouldn't happen it clearly like tried to defend and clean the image of this councilman and he said that this is was a defense was self-defense so as this was self-defense it should be considered a crime so that's problematic as coming from someone especially that used to be the home office minister that's very problematic it's just it's problematic as well that this has become for them a political campaign instead of honoring the life of the person that lost lost his life and this man was an immigrant and he's been vilified throughout the media and people have tried have tried to like say like oh it gave it gave him a punch it was illegal in the country it was um he had mental problems so okay and so did he deserve to die because he had like precedents when it came to like to the law enforcement was he like was he worth of dying like that's what i don't understand with the humanization of the lives of immigrants or people of african descent it's just so like heartbreaking to hear that and especially heartbreaking because when you hear the sister talking about her brother and the attempts they have done to help him to like to help him to gather himself up to like try to like you know get himself back on track but this man was someone that was suffering mentally and it was met with no compassion even with his death so this is very heartbreaking and even seeing like the center-left parties don't taking clear stance and say this killing is a racially motivated crime it's something that people have to answer for and not saying like something very vague about like a man has been killed and uh, we will let justice do its course no 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 we need you to take position we need you to take clear stand against this thing because it's horrible the fact that the leader of the party is carrying out a very dangerous narrative about this crime that's been committed okay so for me it's just like another day in italy another day being deeply disappointed about this country not taking the side of people that are oppressed or discriminated against. So 
with this note although it's a sad note I, i'm sure there is a reminder for you guys to always like stand up for injustice and always like think about the impact that racism has on mental health i feel we don't talk about it enough so i hope that you between your life whatever you do you make sure that you support people that are underrepresented people that, that are discriminated against even throughout a relaxing summer period and with this note i want to say thank you for listening to the podcast i hope you enjoyed it i wish you an incredible summer please catch up with all the episodes that you have missed from the podcast and i'll catch you all soon after the break love you guys i appreciate you i'm grateful for you stay blessed i appreciate you bye